and welcome to 20-Minute Health Talk. I'm Sandra Lindsay. My guest today is Dr. Dawnette Lewis, the Director of Northwell's Center for Maternal Health, which has put in a focus on Black maternal health. For too long, Black women have had poorer health outcomes due to institutional bias. Through their center, Dr. Lewis is working to remove those barriers to care while providing support, advocacy, and connection to needed services before, during, and after pregnancy. Dr. Lewis has practiced for more than 20 years in maternal fetal medicine, and as director of the Center for Maternal Health, oversees all aspects of Northwell's maternal health program. Dr. Lewis, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me, Dr. Lindsay, and it's a pleasure to be here. Unfortunately, pregnancies and deliveries are are high risk these days. The statistics around pregnancy and Black women are staggering. Uh, Black women are three times more likely to die from pregnancy than their white pairs. Uh, I had the opportunity to speak to Dr. Monique Rainford, She has a book coming out on April 11th titled Pregnant While Black. That podcast will be available in the coming weeks. In that book, she mentioned that among other risk factors, being black is a risk factor for this staggering disparity. Dr. Lewis, do you agree? I have to agree with Dr. Rainford. And I know that there was an article published recently in the New York Times based on a paper that was published uh, from California, was published from the National Bureau of Economic Research. And they looked at maternal and infant uh, inequality. And what they looked along economic lines, but they also looked uh, based on race, ethnicity. And when they looked at race, ethnicity, they found that disparity was even greater uh, when, than when you looked at uh, income. And what they found was that no matter what income category a Black woman is in, that her birth outcomes are worse. And as a matter of fact, Black maternal mortality rate was the same for Black uh, high-income earners compared to uh, white income earners in the lowest um, ventile. And, you know, they talked about different uh, solutions. And one of the things that they highlighted was that any policies that are directed uh, to help this should uh, consider more than economic lines because it's uh, clear that there's a difference in how Black patients are treated uh, when they're in the healthcare system. One of the things that come up frequently in um, women who experience postpartum complications is that, you know, I went to my physician, I complained of shortness of breath or swelling in my legs or pain in my legs. And I was sent home. I was dismissed. My doctor wasn't listening to me. How do we empower women to speak up more? And on the other side of it, physicians, encourage physicians to listen more attentively to women. You know, I think it's important that patients have Uh, someone with them, whether it's a family member or a friend that can be their advocate. Because I know sometimes it's hard for us to be our own advocates. Uh, And that's where uh, a doula might be coming handy. Uh, The patient's partner, um, their mom or sister, anyone uh, that's with them that they can uh, help to advocate for the patient if they feel that 
uh, the patient is not uh, being heard. It is a problem. And I can say when I uh, when patients come to us for their prenatal visits, they want to know, am I safe? And so I think it's up to us to reassure the patients, to let them know that they're in good hands, that we're going to take care of them, that, um, you know, we're here for them, whatever that those needs are. And I think it's very important to establish that report and that trust with patients. I that's that's so true because I I remember vividly when um I went in to deliver my son who thankfully was delivered healthy and um you know looking back I I say to myself oh my god I'm I'm so happy that I had a great outcome um when I felt like I was being treated unfairly I remember this doctor who leaned over, held my hand, and that's what she said. I'm going to take good care of you. You're going to be safe. And that made a world of difference to me. Yeah. And we also know that when we see patients, it's important that we uh, take a seat and talk to the patients as opposed to standing. Mm -hmm. uh, because the impression that patients get when you sit as opposed to when you stand is much different. So to sit with the patient, take our time and yeah. And like you said, just uh, let them know that uh, we're here for them and that they're in safe hands and uh, we want to take good care of them. And uh, ultimately, um, you know, like I said, I think we have to treat patients like how we want to be treated. Absolutely. I can still remember the touch and yes, you're absolutely correct. Sitting, um, demonstrates or illustrates to the patient, conveys the message that I have time, I care, I see you, I am going to take good care of you. Yeah. So uh, Northwell launched the Center for Maternal Health. Why Can you tell us about the center? Why was it opened and what is your role? Uh, sure. So, you know, as you stated, we know that um, for Black patients, their mortality rate is three times higher from their white counterparts. And that's the same uh, nationally and in New York State. And in New York City, that number is that black patients are eight times more likely to die in childbirth. Eight times. Eight times more likely to die in childbirth compared to their white uh, counterparts. And recognizing this, um, Mr. Dowling launched the Center for Maternal Health uh, in hopes of uh, combating these inequities that we see in uh, birth outcomes. Do we know why it's eight times higher in New York? Uh, you compared know, to other states? Um, I'm not sure that it's less than other states, but I think the answer is it's very complex. Uh, it's, it's, sometimes it can be due to pre-existing health conditions. Uh, recently, the Commonwealth Fund uh, released uh, some data uh, in December of 2022 looking at high-income countries. And what they found was in the United States that and Canada that we tended to have patients uh, who had two or more chronic medical conditions. Uh, so that uh, explains some of it. Um, there's also access issues uh, to care. There's also um, what I think is uh, systemic racism and bias that uh, does exist in the healthcare system uh, that makes um, black patients not get the same treatment. We know that black patients, they have a higher rate of uh, early preterm delivery, meaning delivery less than 37 weeks. We also know that the rate of preeclampsia is higher for our um, black birthing patients compared to other ethnicities. 
We know that our um, NTSV, our cesarean delivery rates, are higher for our Black birthing patients compared to other ethnicities. And uh, that data is something that we see um, uh, nationally. So I think it's uh, Northwell's, you know, we're hoping to uh, narrow, uh, you know, that gap and to improve outcomes for our Black birthing patients. So what is your role, Dr. Lewis, um, at the Center for Maternal Health? So I am the director uh, for the center, but we work in collaboration with other um, entities within the Northwell Health System. Uh, so there are three different uh, work groups in the Center for Maternal Health. There's the antepartum uh, work group, uh, which is community and population health. That's run by Dr. Uh, Salas Lopez and uh, Mitch Cornett. There's the peripartum work group, which is the OBGYN service line. Uh, myself, Dr. Nimaroff, Dr. Adrian Coombs, and multiple, multiple other talented physicians in the OBGYN service line. And also the postpartum work group, which is um, under the leadership of uh, Dr. Zena Brown and Health Solutions. Uh, and they run a very successful program uh, called the Moms Navigation Program. And let's talk more about that. The Moms Navigation Program is already proven to have significant impact based on the results your team shared last year. Those are from a 20-month pilot program. Can you tell us more about the program and those impressive stats? Absolutely. And it's one of the successes um, uh, of the Moms Program, and it's run by Health Solutions under the leadership of uh, Dr. Zena Brown. And uh, during COVID, which I know a lot of conversation starts with what COVID, uh, <laughs> yeah. what we learned from COVID, our, our patients were discharged early from the hospital. And so... Because um, we needed those beds, right? We, yeah, we needed those beds. And yeah. so uh, this navig uh, navig patient navigation program was already in existence in other service lines. And so the thought was to um, navigate patients uh, who were at high risk for complications after delivery. And so a pilot program was started at three of the 10 birthing hospitals. It was at Long Island Jewish uh, Medical Center, South Shore Hospital, and Huntington Hospital. And a total of 3,600 patients, postpartum patients, after discharge from the hospital were navigated. And what they found was that patients who were enrolled, uh, overall, there was a 40% uh, decrease uh, in severe maternal uh, morbidity in the first 30 days um, after uh, delivery. And that was also higher for our black patients. There was a 66% decrease in severe maternal morbidity and readmission in the patients that were navigated, uh, which was, you know, we didn't expect it, but it was certainly a wonderful uh, result. And uh, the plan is to expand uh, the program uh, into the antepartum period and also to expand the program to our other uh, birthing hospitals. So um, if you could just explain for listeners what the navigation process entails, what do you mean by they were navigated? Sure. So with Health Solutions, there are a number of uh, nurses that are available uh, for the patients to um, have any, if they have any issues uh, to contact uh, those patients. And there's also um, a chat bot that's available to the North Health Physician Partners OBGYN practices that patients can, when they enroll for their prenatal visit, that they can uh, enroll in uh, Conversa, which is this pregnancy chat bot. And that's also monitored by the navigation team through Health Solutions. So patients can either initiate a conversation 
or uh, based on uh, lab results or uh, any abnormalities that uh, are seen, that conversation can also be started by the uh, navigation team. You also mentioned expanding this mom's navigation program to the antepartum period, which is the time before childbirth. How do you see that benefiting these high-risk moms-to-be? Oftentimes, um, when patients come into our, the hospital to deliver, there's not very limited um, you know, resources that we can do um, to intervene if patients come to us sick. So what we're hoping is that with uh, moving the navigation program to the antepartum period, that if we can identify patients who have, uh, say, high, chronic hypertension and they need to see cardiology or someone who has diabetes and they need to uh, be in our uh, diabetes and pregnancy program, that those patients can be identified earlier and uh, be referred to any of the medical subspecialists that they need in order to uh, improve their pregnancy outcome and to uh, control their uh, medical conditions before coming to the hospital to deliver. That is awesome. So you mentioned our president and CEO, Mr. Michael Dowling, before and his commitment uh, to improving uh, the, the lives for Black women and their children. He's quoted as saying the risks... Black women face during and after pregnancy and childbirth are a shameful illustration of the disparities that continue to diminish the well-being of our nation. What are some of the risks that women face before, during, and after childbirth? Yeah, sure. I, I think those risks are related to if they have a chronic medical condition or pre-existing uh, medical condition. And I think it's important that those conditions are addressed. So, for instance, we know that uh, cardiac disease um, is a big contributor to maternal morbidity and mortality. So if we can identify patients who have any cardiac uh, abnormalities or cardiac conditions, Northwell has a cardio obstetrics program that's run uh, by uh, cardiology uh, and also by obstetrics. And so if the patient has an issue, they can be referred to the cardio OB program so that they can be monitored throughout the pregnancy for any complications. And, you know, also what happens is when we identify patients um, prenatally who have any chronic medical conditions, oftentimes we have what's called a multidisciplinary meeting with um, whatever the subspecialties are that the patient needs during the pregnancy. And uh, throughout the pregnancy, we have meetings to talk about to plan you know, their delivery if this happens in the hospital uh, so that everyone is aware that this patient is coming to the hospital. And so it allows us to be prepared in case there are any complications uh, once they arrive at labor and delivery. You know, some women may think that once they deliver and go home, that's it. Uh, so, you know, we know from uh, data that was published by from New York State uh, it, they release um, their monograph about pregnancy-related um, mortality. Mm -hmm. And what they showed was that that mortality can occur across all trimesters in pregnancy, and a significant amount can also occur postpartum. So when patients are discharged from the hospital, they're given what's called um, post-birth warning signs. Mm -hmm. If they have a temperature over 100.4, 
If they have uh, any signs and symptoms of preeclampsia, such as headache, unrelieved with Tylenol or rest, if they have any abdominal pain, high blood pressure, uh, if they have heavy vaginal bleeding, then those are some things to uh, monitor after the delivery and to um, you know speak to your physician or to call your physician to get help right away. Uh, and you know we know that the first year after delivery, uh, you know it can be pretty challenging. And I think typically, you know, once moms are, are discharged, mm -hmm. then we think that everything is okay. And I think we're looking at different ways to provide support for our moms uh, after delivery. The um, Moms Navigation Program, it um, follows patients up to 30 days after delivery. And so we're looking to partner with community-based organizations uh, that have um, community health workers that can uh, assist moms uh, much longer than that 30-day postpartum period. We know two of the leading causes of death postpartum are behavioral health issues, including suicide and substance use disorders, and especially for Black women, uh, cardiac and coronary conditions. Um, what are we doing about issues with blood pressure, any cardiac issues? What are we doing about that? I think one of the most important things that we could do, I think every pregnant patient should have a blood pressure cuff or a blood pressure machine at home. And I think all insurance companies should cover that so that a patient can monitor their blood pressure uh, during the pregnancy and bring those readings to us uh, when they come for their prenatal visit. I think that will go a long way in preventing a lot of the complications related to cardiovascular disease, preeclampsia, and uh, hypertension. Any other things that we can do to um, help with preterm delivery and preeclampsia? Uh, for preeclampsia, one of the... Um, Things that we know helps with uh, decrease in the risk of preterm preeclampsia is low-dose aspirin. So that's something that we recommend patients who are high risk for developing preeclampsia, patients who have a family history of preeclampsia, patients who are older than 35, patients who have a BMI greater than 30, patients who have a history of chronic hypertension, diabetes, or any other chronic medical conditions. We offer low-dose aspirin after between 12 and 16 weeks. Uh, we know that's when it's most effective. With uh, preterm labor, uh, we're now trying to uh, look at our perinatal data, data center to understand um, why are Black uh, patients delivering preterm? Because it could be uh, many reasons. It could be an indicated delivery because of a chronic medical condition. It could be because the patient goes into spontaneous labor early that uh, their cervix starts to dilate and they go into labor or they may rupture their membranes and go into to labor. So that information we're still uh, trying to understand so we can focus our efforts in terms of uh, decreasing the rate of preterm birth for our Black birthing patients. That's great. So what are some of your goals for 2023 for the Center for Maternal Health? Well, for 2023, we're... And uh, beyond. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think this is uh, gener generational work. And I think it's work that's going to uh, take time because it affects uh, behaviors. So with our um, nulliparous term cesarean delivery rate, we're hoping our five-year goal is to decrease that cesarean delivery rate by 2%. Uh, and we're hoping uh, to build on that. Uh, we want to increase the use of uh, low-dose aspirin mm -hmm. um, in our population. Um, we want to 
increase implicit bias training. We want to increase screening for perinatal uh, mood disorders. And so we're uh, implementing that where patients are screened when they uh, enter prenatal care uh, between 24, 28 weeks in pregnancy, and also in the postpartum period to find out what patients are concerned about, what do they have, are anxious about, what are they worried about. So that's uh, also something that's now being added uh, to uh, the screening that we uh, will do going forward for our pregnant patients. Well, Dr. Lewis, this has been an amazing conversation. Congratulations on your improvements in the Center for Maternal Health. And we just look forward to see all the amazing things that you'll do moving forward. So glad to be here with you, Dr. Lindsay, discussing this very important issue and uh, the wonderful work that's being done here at Northwell. Thanks again. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. I'm Sandra Lindsay. Until next time. Get more expert insight from the leading voices in healthcare today. You can subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk wherever podcasts are available.